The Friday Profile. And of course, I'd like to welcome uh, Yolanda Stain, a CEO and founder of FNBE Wallet Solutions. Yolanda, thank you so much for coming in studio today. Thank you very it's an much. Absolute pleasure thank to you. speak to you today. Thank you. Tell me, actually, w- tell me what it is um, that you are currently obsessed with, because I'm going to introduce you and just give our listeners a sense of who you are and what you do on a daily basis. But what's that thing that, that you're obsessed with and absolutely need to get right in your daily work and your daily workings? Um, I think it hasn't really changed for quite a number of years. Yeah. So I used to be the e-wallet CEO mm-hmm. um, and I did a lot of work in innovation. And yeah. currently I'm focusing on uh, doing work in the SME commercial mm-hmm. banking segment. So it's slightly different to what I used to do. Mm-hmm. But I think my passion and work has always surrounded how do we uplift people and how do we make an impact mm-hmm. as a commercial entity. Yeah. So e-wallet was all around bringing banking to those who didn't have banking. And now I'm focusing on how do I teach people how to start businesses, mm-hmm. working with startups across the spectrum, uh, doing a lot of events and townships, and then uh, and then building solutions to help small businesses in South Africa just become better and grow grow and be profitable because we we know it's a tough time um, at the moment for all of us and even more so for SMEs but they mm-hmm. provide the most jobs in South Africa yeah. and the more people we can bring into the economy the better it will be for all of us. Absolutely so my guest is Yolandi Stain and as you've heard she is uh, concentrating and focusing on SMEs growing them helping them uh, and working the commercial banking segment but Yolandi has specialized in digital leadership um, in what your profile says, out-the-box thinking, strategy and execution in digital innovation. So having worked at, um, having done, having overseen e-wallet solutions and FNB innovation, you know, it's, it seems like there's just obviously a through line in your whole career, right, of problem solving um, in the South African, um, in the South African startup and entrepreneurial se- um, segment. Now you've got 20 years of experience in financial services and telecoms and, um, you know, I guess you've described it as a deep love of technology and business, right? I'd like for you to unpack for us, Yolandi, where this passion for tech, where this passion for business and growing business and finding innovative solutions to our problems or hurdles, where does that come from? It's difficult to pinpoint when it first started. Mm. Um, I mean, my career, you know, your career is never as you plan. Yes. Or your life is never as you plan. True. And I think when I first started working in mobile telco and I realized the power of technology in changing people's lives, Mm -hmm. even at that time where it was very, very simple, you know, we were sending SMSs and Mm -hmm. we were just doing telephone calls. And at that time, I realized by utilizing things like mobile phones and eventually when the internet became mainstream and now with smartphones, you have the ability to touch people at a scale that we've never been able to do before. Mm -hmm. And my work has taken me not just in South Africa, but all over the continent into India. And when you see what the mobile telco and kind of technology has done for communities in terms Mm -hmm. of creating economic um, economic activity where we just it never existed before yeah. and enabling people that for me was almost like a, a, a catalyst in saying how do I 
add to that? How mm. do I create amazing solutions that are easy to use, that people understand? Because I think that the, the, my one of the key things that I bring to my work is about being real mm-hmm. and being real about what customers want and, and how they engage with each other and how they engage with brands and with technology. And and that for me is the exciting bit is to say, if we have a Gogo in Mtata who just gets a grant, how do I work with her and her circumstances? Mm-hmm. How do I bring technology to be real and valuable in her life without yeah. scaring her, without making her worry, but actually becoming part of her life? And I mean, that example, I would always say, go to her grandchildren yes. and use them. <laughs> and, um, and it's about understanding how communities connect with each other and how society connects with each other from a country to country and how they are different from each country and that fascinates me because then I hook technology into that Mm -hmm. and I hook behavioral sciences into that and then I then I take a step back and go now what's the whole picture Mm -hmm. and then magic happens so it's not just a technology thing I think it um, I mean I do come across as a technologist and a digital innovator, but eventually it's all about people. Absolutely. And and how people interact yeah. and how societies interact and how do you help people with technology. Yeah. I guess the, 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 the initial and the abiding um, promise, right, of um, this phase of uh, technological development was always uh, the online space is going to give us freedom, enable us to realize our dreams. And it was very, very idealistic. Um, and But I like the idea that you're saying ultimately, fundamentally, it is always about the human beings who are utilizing that tech, right? So not making it scary. How do you in the work that you do, and I guess I'm very much talking about um, your time at eWallet Solutions and F&B Innovation, right? We'll get to um, SME uh, and, and the commercial banking segment that you're currently focusing on now. But how did you make it um, clear and apparent to the people that you're working with that actually technology is not the purview of a couple of bros who can sort of unpack the you know <laughs> the processing speed of my iPhone but rather technology is the purview of every single citizen in a country you've alluded to um, going to India traveling to India and India is a huge success story when it comes to utilizing tech to not necessarily frog leap but to say okay we're starting from a zero base but if we're ambitious and clever enough about what we want for our country and for our countrymen, these are the things we can achieve. So, as I said, I think it comes back to the human factor and deeply understanding what what people need. So, when I do my work, um, it first starts with surrounding myself with people who are passionate about bringing change mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and who are, are truly interested and making people's lives better. Because yeah. when you do that, you and you care. And it's about this word, I use it a lot, you know, it's about being real and caring mm-hmm. deeply about what you do and the impact you have. And if you care about what you're doing for that person, suddenly you design with a different view on how you do things. Yeah. And then the second part is it's never ever about the technology. Mm-hmm. The technology eventually becomes your your fourth question that you answer or your fifth question is the last question you answer. The first question you always answer is what is the fundamental problem that we're trying to solve? Mm-hmm. And then you come through with the f- concept and the idea and then how do I get people to engage with that concept and idea and then you hook the correct technology to it Mm so let's take e-wallet for an example so e-wallet was was born out of a a very esoteric thinking in terms of how do we broaden the scope Mm -hmm. of banking how do we touch more people's lives 
But fundamentally, it, it came back to the point that people struggle to pay each other in cash, specifically those who have money paying those who don't have money. Yeah. I mean, f- I, for example, never carry cash. Mm-hmm. And then there's always the safety issue. And how do you make it really, really, really easy for somebody who receives money electronically to get access to it? Yeah. So you speak about, I need money now, so please help me. Um, that's kind of the emotional connection. Gotcha. Um, I need to feel safe in using it, mm-hmm. and I need to have quick access to it. Mm-hmm. And then we brought all of that stuff together to say, we have a lot of people with bank accounts at FMB, so that we've a lot of people worth money who need to pay those who don't have bank accounts. Exactly. It needs to be instant. Um, it needs to be very easy to understand. It needs to work on any phone, any network, and that's why we didn't make a smart app for it. Yeah. It's basically USSD and SMS, mm-hmm. and we use our um, FMB ATM network to be able to get the cash out for free. Yes, yes, yes. So we started with a philosophy to say, if I send a hundred rand to somebody with e-wallet, that person will get a hundred rand out. Mm. We're not going to try and make a quick buck to say, now you can get 95 rand 50 out of it because we've taken a fee. Off of that. And, yeah. and I, I always try to link this kind of moral um, principles to the products that we do, specifically if we look at a kind of bottom of the pyramid or grassroots type product, because people there are driven by a very different emotional context mm-hmm. versus those who are working, have bank accounts, are more uh, sophisticated and have a lot of money, I suppose, to work with. But, yeah. um, and then the second thing is that when you, when you talk about the poor, whether they be starter businesses or individuals, we, there's, a, there's a really bad assumption that they are bad with money and that the poor don't know how to manage money. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that they're actually way more sophisticated about it because they have to turn those pennies around three times, four times more than we do. And having respect for that means that you can, uh, you can care enough around doing the right things by those people. I'm curious to find out, Yolandi, who, um, who is and what is Yolandi reading, listening to, and... Uh, <laughs> consuming, right? By way either of entertainment or just, you know, knowledge accumulation because to be able to think outside the box, as it were, which is something that you focus on a lot, right, in your work and even in your speaking engagements, it's not something that takes place in isolation. So what are you reading? What are you, where do you go to to learn and get information? But most importantly, turn that knowledge and information into something that's um, usable in your workspace and even in your everyday life. So I'm a vociferous reader. I mean, I read books and books and books, but I'm also um, quite shy to say that I read fiction mostly when I read because I'm a bit of an escapist. Yeah. But I'm also... Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> really, really one of those knowledge finders. So if I, um, if I read something or I see something in a book or in a movie or on TV about a topic, mm-hmm. I'm the one that goes and finds out more about that topic. I yeah. dive deeper down and deeper down and deeper down to really just understand as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So my family used to call me the useless information bureau. <laughs> I love that. I'm like master <laughs> of trivia because I have this, this thing that I need to understand everything about a lot of stuff. So I know a lot of things about a lot of different things. I may not be a specialist, Uh but I, you know, I'm interested in technical things. So kind of the IT technology, how do engines work? You know, I mean, I remember coming to Varsity and I was surprised at how few guys in my class knew how an engine worked. And I mean, my dad, my dad was very technical. (laughs) So we grew up in this very hands-on house. Mm -hmm. I fix stuff. I build stuff. Mm -hmm. I, um, 
you know, I'm just kind of interested in anything and any topic mm-hmm. and I go and understand it very, very deeply because creativity is exactly as what you said. It's about your context mm-hmm. and it's about understanding as many contexts as possible because some of the greatest innovations happen by taking another industry and then transposing it into your own. Mm-hmm. So I was I was very fortunate to travel to uh, Israel a number of years ago on an innovation trip. Yeah. And there was a company that had developed a pill, it's like a plastic pill mm-hmm. with a little camera and a little light in it yes. that you swallow. Mm-hmm. And you wear this kind of magnetic belt and it tracks the filming as it goes down your digestive tract to get to places where no endoscope or gastroscope Can are reach. ever able to get to. And it was designed by military engineers who mm. designed missiles. Yeah. And they looked at missiles and they looked at guided missiles and they said, this missile have cameras on it. How can we take that thinking into a completely different context? Mm. So I'm that kind of person. I go, okay, how do you, these people solve problems? Like, um, sorry, I've talked so much. I love it. And you are sparking now. There's, there's an economist um, that I absolutely love, Mariana Mazzucato. And she essentially talks about all of those things, mm. right? Which is moving from the military, utilizing that tech developed by the military and, and just bringing it into to various other aspects of daily life, essentially making you know government as the sort of um, a port or um, of first of a first resort, right? As a, as a, 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 a what's the word a co-developer mm. of technology, as someone that is invested in technological developments, not just for military benefit but for societal benefits. But it speaks to the same sort of ecosystem of, of being curious and like so, you said. So I'm very curious. I'm <laughs> going to stop there, and then um, I um, I do a lot of things. I'm always busy with something. My poor husband, he yeah. he does it. He can't handle how I cannot sit still. So I do art. I do pottery. Mm-hmm. I um, I'm crazy about animals. So yeah. I have a house full of animals and horses, and I love spending time with my family. I love playing yeah. with my son. I mean, play yeah. is such a big part of creativity, and. It, you bring all of that stuff together and it's just a mind full of ideas yeah. all the time. So, I mean, to refer to someone that everybody refers to, that would be the founder of Apple, Steve Jobs, who subscribed to exactly that philosophy that you can read and consume and listen to music as wide and as varied as possible. And you should, and not with a specific end in view, right? But at some point... All those elements, all those things that you've been learning, all that general info, that general knowledge that you uh, say you pick up, and you you know you're the queen of useless information, that somewhere somehow always gets used up in the creative process and will be applicable and useful at some point. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. really, really interesting stuff. If you've just joined us, my Friday profile is Yolanda Stain. Um, she works at F and B, overseeing SME and commercial banking segment. Looking at, give me your official title. I've been mangling. So I'm officially the head of SME support and growth. There we go. And basically, SME looking at at SME. Mm. Um, support systems and products to help SMEs grow. All right. And previously, uh, Yolandi was a CEO and founder of F&B eWallet Solutions, as well as the FN, the head of F&B Innovation. So you've overseen that. You've managed, uh, you've been the man, a managing executive at Vodacom Digital as well. Um, in the past, uh, other notable projects include eBucks. Yeah. 
Were you long pa- time ago. Long yes, time ago. Long time ago. I, I think I built the first e-bucks shop um, yes. at that time. It was, a, it was a very long time ago when uh-huh. e-bucks just started. We're just going through some of your achievements. Uh, MTN Call Awards, uh, MTN Ice and Virgil Mobile, Australia Vibe were some of the things that you also you were also involved in. But 20 years of experience in financial services and telecoms. And now, Yolandi, as um, as the head of SME Support and Development at F&B, tell me about what it is that you're focusing on when you talk about making sure sure that you're able to help startups um, grow and thrive in the South African environment, which is a difficult one, right? And I think we're all prone to feeling uh, feelings of despair sometimes when we look at our landscape and, uh, you know, when uh, forecasts like uh, less than 0.9% growth uh, forecasts are given to us and you think, oh my goodness, <laughs> why do anything? Where do we start? You know, in terms of what you're doing at work um, and overseeing that uh, that portfolio, what's your um, what's your mindset and what's your ethos? Because you have to be quite resilient and once again innovative, right? I think because um, some of the work we're focusing on is is education. So mm-hmm. we've built a learning and development platform called Fundaba, which is completely free to use, um, and it and it it's a bit of like a business coach in your pocket. So it teaches you how to become an entrepreneur and how to deal with those real grit nitty gritty things that we face as entrepreneurs as we go through the process. Um, and we've we've done that on the FNB app, and hopefully uh, soon we'll be able to open it to everybody. You mm-hmm. don't even have to be an FNB customer then um and i think the ethos that i go with is that there's always as i said some sort of moral code that we that we work with and there's a very i suppose deep well of hope and trust in the process that what we do is bringing benefit and and benefit to whom well, to 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 SMEs and to to those who want to be entrepreneurs and those who want to be business people, because we 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 go out and and if and be um, we do a lot of events in townships. We partner with a number of of entrepreneurial um, organisations, and um, you know I've been blessed to go out and speak at some of these events. And you go into townships, you go to East London, you go to Bombela. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of places we go to. Mm-hmm. And you meet these entrepreneurs and the amount of, of hope and um, excitement that you see at that level gives me hope and mm-hmm. excitement yeah. around what we are in South Africa can do and the possibility. And I think, I think that's the thing that drives me, that there's this massive potential that is embedded in South Africa mm-hmm. that we have to find a way to realize mm-hmm. and, and that no one in this country can sit back and look at somebody else to make it happen, that we have to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just, and I think what I really love um, about working where I do is that we have this principle of what we call shared value. So it's not just about building commercial value and making money. It's about sharing sharing this value with the community and with society mm-hmm. and bringing, a, bringing this kind of shared value into the economy because if we do well mm. and our customers do well, we would do well and our customers do well. So Absolutely. this is kind of righteous circle. And I love that, that philosophy because it, it gives me a space to work in a place where I can have a passion for really helping people. Mm. I, I don't do well in environments where it's purely commercial, sales, 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 you yeah. know, do what you can. It's all right how, if I can create a product or a model or something that has commercial value 
and brings shared value and helps people and helps companies and and helps our country. I have such a deep passion for this country mm. and its people, such a deep, deep love for this continent that 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 is for me my driving force. It's it's not something that that I can just cleanly explain. It's just yeah. it's so deeply embedded yeah. in who I am. Yeah. I like that phrase, righteous circle. Yeah, <laughs> you want to be part of it. Uh, let's talk about um, and and further. Obviously, I think probably one of our abiding fascinations um, as you know, modern day people is sources of inspiration, right? Or finding things of people that we can look to and say, there's someone who's doing something different and how can I learn from that? What do, what or where do you look when you need to grasp or glean some learnings or some inspiration? Um, in your previous life uh, at uh, eWallet, I guess, you know, I, I immediately always think of the, the things that are being done with, for instance, WeChat, where they you know, created this mega app that does so many things, including the kind of transacting that you, you guys were able to um, finesse with the e-wallet, right? Um, and, and they've become this social media way of interacting, reading, buying, selling, living and breathing, essentially, right? And then you head on over and look at something like Facebook and their uh, aspirations for the Libra monetary regime. And, well, that's limping along. <laughs> but, you know, who do you look for in a professional, even personal, so for per- a professional even personal in, um, inspiration to say there's someone who's doing something that hasn't been done before but my goodness that spark that it takes to even have the guts to do that is drives me too oh that's a difficult question um i think a lot of the inspiration that that i've been looking at more recently um was around these what we call platform businesses mm-hmm. so whether it be uber with the problems mm. that they have. Yeah. But, you know, the Ubers, the Airbnbs, how they've actually just leapt over traditional businesses and mm. said, we can do things differently. Mm. And they've brought such interesting new models to um, to the world, mm-hmm. which, is, um, which is this kind of instant gratification, this instantaneous business. Mm-hmm. And how do we make things instantly available? Yeah. And I think that was for me one of the big leaps and, and a model that you can copy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it probably looks more at models than, than people. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are highly inspirational in terms of what they've done for Mm-hmm. for the world. I think Bill Gates for me is always a source of inspiration because he's this like really rich guy and he's this IT guy, but he's done such amazing work with his foundation and they really try to, to bring a difference. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, there's always this kind of African ingenuity that inspires me. Yeah. And um, I think Mpeza was a big inspiration for what we tried Absolutely. to do, do with, with eWallet. But I think we improved a lot on that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean... Then I also I'm always inspired by by people who've done great things by being different by yes. going against um, the institutions and and going against the norm. I mean, um, I was actually thinking about it yesterday. Uh, Benazir Bhutto, who used to be the prime minister for for Pakistan, and um, she was just groundbreaking in terms of not letting the institution become mm. or define her. Mm. Um, I mean, I, my my personal thing that I kind of hook myself to is, is Gandhi's saying around, you know, be the change you want to see in the Absolutely. world. And and it's, it's funny, you would think that I should say, you know, Steve Jobs or <laughs> or the founders of Facebook or the founders of, of some of these great platform companies. But um, I think it's always if you if you if you're driven by a compass around bringing benefit to all, yeah. um, those are the people that inspire me. 
Yeah. Um, and then, then you... Then what you look at is you have look at the ingenuity of individual people and what they do with products. On a daily basis. On a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And that's where I learn. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the big learnings we did is when we, uh, you know, we looked at all these kind of money remittance solutions with eWallet. How do people send money to yeah. each other and how do they get money from it? And we realized a lot of these times people are using the systems not to pay somebody. They send it to themselves. Mm-hmm. So they, before they get on a taxi from mm-hmm. Joburg and they're going home for the holidays yeah. to Mtata or Matuba Tuba or whatever, they send money to themselves because then they free. Yeah. Then, they, then, they, then their money is safe, and when they get to the other side, they go withdraw it again. Absolutely. And that's the stuff that I learn from. That's <laughs> where I look at what do people do, and how can I copy it, and how can I scale it? Yeah, fascinating, fascinating stuff. Yolandi Stein, thank you so much for your time today. I'm really proud of ourselves or of us that we could have a conversation talking tech and innovation and not use the word disruption. <laughs> I didn't, did I? Thank you so you much. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. That's Yolandi Stain, uh, head of SME support at FNB.